Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Payne, owner and founder of Live Explore Real Estate and Lifestyle. Thank you very much for joining us today. Uh, today, we have with us Brad Baker of Somo Village and our founding uh, agent, Isaiah Chast, joining us. Thank you both for uh, for being here today. Thank you. Thank you, Brad. So uh, Isaiah and I have been talking about this podcast for a couple of months at least, uh, uh, we've, we've really wanted to have you on here. So again, thank right. you so much. Um, part of it because it's such a cool project uh, uh, that way. It seems like so much is going on there and uh, how we uh, talked about a little bit uh, a few moments ago, how it's really evolved. So could, could you kind of just tell us like how it originated and, and uh, absolutely where so, we're at now? That yeah, way? I was um, actually the uh, CEO of a company called Codding Enterprises. And Codding was a, sh- um, a shopping center developer and owner and manager. And, um, you know, I started looking at the horizon. And, and obviously, it, at that time, you know, uh, almost 20 years ago, Amazon was, was coming onto the scene. And, and we were thinking there's going to be a lot of competition uh, in the mall business. And, and so we thought, you know, how could we diversify our portfolio? So uh, Hewlett Packard at the time was was selling off uh, some excess real estate, mm-hmm. and um, we ended up purchasing it, and um, and then you know developing a strategy around that. Uh, and really, what we wanted to do is is build a sustainable mixed use community. And what I mean by that is is uh, a community where people can live, work, play. Uh, enjoy uh, good food and, and uh, accessible transportation. There was a lot of good infrastructure in place. Uh, they ended up putting a, um, a train station close to the project. Uh, Hewlett Packard had spent a lot of money, had actually built a lot of roads and, and schools and, and things in the neighborhood. So we liked that. We liked the fact that it was close to Sonoma State University. And it was a big project, you know, about 175 acres. Um, and about 600,000 square feet of, of building. So um, then, you know, what to do with it? It was basically uh, excess real estate to Hilo Packard. So there was not a lot going on. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was it was kind of a, a strange scene that you'd go there. And, you know, obviously it had been, had a lot of people there. There was around 3,000 people that had worked there at one point, but there was no one there. So kind of a ghost at the time. It was it was a ghost. Town. Was this, I'm sorry. To- uh, this was in 2005. 2005 is when we, okay. is when we purchased okay. it, and so then um, I, you know, it was actually interesting. Hewlett Packard um, asked at the time; they were concerned about what was going to happen to the property, and so they had they uh, it had come down to four bidders, and um, and so they asked, you know, what are you going to do with this? So I basically wrote a small essay on my vision which was to create this sustainable big use community. And really that vision is still in, in place today. Uh-huh. Uh, we've been operating it more or less as a business park up to this point. So we have about 50 different businesses there. Uh, we also have different community events, uh, concerts. <clears throat> we actually have a high school there. Uh-huh. So we have high school graduation coming up. Uh, we have live theater. We actually, I don't know if any of you guys drink beer, but last weekend we had a, uh, uh, the festival. Yep, the festival. The festival, fresh beer festival. 
Uh, so we do things like that, farmers markets, wine and food, um, all of those kind of things that bring community together. I've even done bike races there. <laughs> We've done bike races there. We have uh, uh, MS has their Waves to Wine bike ride coming up in September. If you guys are interested in joining that, please let me know. So, yeah, we've had 10Ks, girls on the run type events there. And so, um, you know, trying to you know, move beyond just the business park, incorporating and creating that community. And now we're actually um, in a great position. We are just finishing up our infrastructure for our first phase of uh, the residential. Mm-hmm. So that's around 148 lots. And we will start building those in probably um, August of, of this year. Very cool. Very cool. Was was the housing component always kind of the, a part of the original vision or did it evolve? It was. it was. It was always part. So we always wanted to be able to offer someone a lifestyle where they didn't necessarily have to get in their car, uh-huh. um, where they could either ride their bike or walk to you know, take their kids to school or, or daycare or... Um, so sort of like the 15-minute village concept, something yeah, like five, that? Yeah, five-minute five minute village Five-minute uh, lifestyle. Okay. Uh, so you can kind of walk to your day-to-day necessities, whether that's food or your job. Uh, we, we have a great co-working space that we started right last year. So um, you wouldn't necessarily... I, we're not under the assumption people won't have cars. They'll still have cars. Mm-hmm. But you not, not you won't necessarily have to get in your car and drive every day. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe it's, it's once a week or, or something like that. Right, right. So trying to create that lifestyle which basically existed for hundreds of or even thousands of years in, in Europe and, and even in the early United States. Exactly. Uh, it was really in, in the, started in the 50s that the communities were really designed around the automobile. Right. So we're kind of taking it back to that original concept of, of, uh, of a city where people could walk, where people know their neighbors, where they feel that they're part of a community. Yeah. Uh, well, that's... That story is really cool. I'll come back to it in a second for a reason. But what you just talked about, I mean, that community, that's really where uh, now I think, you know, city planners and developers have kind of caught on a little bit. And that's really where the direction that we're going that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that's really important because it solves so many of our community issues that way. Traffic, right. I mean, just getting out and being more active and, and things of that nature. And that's kind of our branding, Live Explorers, explore that, explore, live and explore your community that way. Right. Um, but but uh, what I kind of find interesting is 2005, you were ahead of the ballgame. So this yeah. wasn't a common, like, uh, wouldn't have been, I mean, it was more of just a conceptual, I would say, at that point within real estate. It wasn't, there weren't really a lot of projects. There, like there were a few, but yeah, not many. Um, Oren Thiessen had been working on uh, Hill, or, um, Windsor, uh-huh. Windsor Town Green yeah. at yeah. the time. And um, I knew Oren and and he, you know, was kind enough to to mentor me and, and, and kind of show me what he was doing. And so there were some inspirations around, but yeah, it certainly wasn't uh, a common thing. And, you know, I think it still isn't necessarily, I think. There's pushback, definitely. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the home builders, um, they have done things a certain way. Right. In a certain kind of, you know, the, the core developments and, and roads that really don't go anywhere. Right, right, right. Um, and they've done they've done well with that. Sure. Um, so it's, I think, you know, going outside of that box a lot of times is risky and uncomfortable for people. But I think 
peop, the the consumer really wants that. Right. So I think there's a, a big built up demand for that sort of thing, but not a lot of product. No, that yeah, that's kind of where I was going from. I, I I kind of feel that like you looking from coming from a different sector of real estate and not being like just in like single family homes and and, and that maybe right. maybe you t- you took a little bit of different approach that allowed you to evaluate like this property a little bit differently because I could see yeah. most developers at that time. Um, maybe even like, yeah, just knocking down the buildings that you use yeah, to yeah. put up more housing that way, right? So like the concept of community in that way yeah. um, would have just been so foreign. So I can't help but think that you coming from the outside in was probably how this came about. Because if you were already there, someone from the from the inside looking around would just be like, hey, how many how many homes can I put sure. up here that way? That way. So I think that's that's really cool. Because again, that's just. That's the trend that we've seen. So, so Windsor, uh, the town green area, that 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 was somewhat of an influence that way and in, in inspiration. Absolutely. And so you came and you kind of looked at this place and said, "Wait a second, we might have something here that we can build off that that way." Is, is that? Yeah, we actually used the same planners um, that that okay. uh, that Orrin had used, and and they were all about that uh, kind of. Um, New urbanism is, right. is the term, and uh, the transex zones kind of, again, designing like like older cities were designed, where it's kind of the more dense in the middle, where yeah. you have more of your commercial buildings, your higher density, and then it kind of flattens out as you go uh, out from the the center. Right, right. So we're still we're still using that concept. Yeah, I always say this in pod- my family's from Norway. My mom's from Norway, oh, okay. so I spent a lot of time there. And so this was kind of my experience growing up. And then right. coming over here was like, why why don't we do this over here more? And so yeah. like seeing this. Um, it's it's really cool to see these type of projects come around that way. Um, can you talk about like some of the things? So in 2005, then the foreclosure crisis came and we had the downturn. How did you? Right. How did that affect you? And how did you get through that? And how did that change things? <laughs> That's a great question. So we we bought the property thinking that it was kind of a short term, maybe a flip type uh-huh. situation. Right. Uh, so we. Um, we had to extend our loan and extend our loan and extend our loan. And then finally, <clears throat> that particular bank kicked us out of the bank and we had to find a new bank. Um, and then Wells Fargo came and, and uh, gave us a loan. So uh, we actually got our entitlements to, to to build our vision in 2010. Okay. But there was no financing. The, the property was basically, at the time, if you spend a bunch of money to put in all the infrastructure, when you were done with that, it would actually be worth less than the money you spent for all of that infrastructure. So it just did not pencil out oh, yeah, right, right. until probably 2016, something like that. Okay. Um, at the time, we were part of this this other organization, Cotton Enterprises, and uh, the, the founder, Hugh Cotting, was, was an elderly gentleman at the time. Um, and, uh, he's actually was my stepfather, wonderful guy. Okay. Uh, but you know, he was almost 90 years old. He sure. wasn't willing to take on a, a 20 year project. Uh, we had another partner who's in his eighties. And so I basically, uh, bought out, uh, the, uh, Somo village out of Kyle enterprises. And we started our own company called the Somo group at that time. I see. Uh, at that time we were, because of that, we were highly leveraged and, and not in a position to uh, move forward. So over the last seven years, we've been getting into a position where uh, we had the, the financial wherewithal to uh, move forward. And um, we're in that position now. And, and, and 
we're like I say, just on the verge of um, of going forward on this first phase. That of, first phase, of the uh, residential. That's that's great. That's great. Did when when you? I mean, this is again like some you know kind of a visionary project for this area. Did did you get any pushback? Pushback, or did people be like, say like you know? I don't get it, or this is crazy, or like, like oh yeah, yeah, like so, like yeah. I remember the first time I, I uh, broached the idea <laughs> and shared it with the uh, city council. I got a lot of a lot of uh, pushback. I said, yeah, I want narrower, more walkable streets, and they're like, why? Why would you want to do right, that? Don't right. you like wide streets? And I was like, yeah, I don't think you get the concept. Um, it, you know, narrow streets are easier to cross, and we have bulb outs at all the intersections, so it's really, it's really easy. It's interesting. I, I'm fortunate to travel around, uh, you know, different different countries and different parts of the world, and one of the things I notice pretty much everywhere I go is the infrastructure is really not very good. I mean, it's good in, in downtowns, you uh-huh. know, most nice downtowns, but you get out of the, the real central part of the town, the infrastructure is really bad. It's It's... You know, the sidewalks, sometimes they start and then they stop and you're kind of left there with no sidewalk. And uh, there's tree roots growing right. and there's upheaval in, in the in the concrete. And so it's really nice. I really feel great that all of our infrastructure is is ADA. It's, it's very user-friendly. Um, and we're putting in a lot of great open space. So we have a lot of parks. Um, and, and kind of the how it's evolved is we've always embraced uh, a concept called one planet living. Mm-hmm. And one planet really exemplifies that five minute lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. but it, it's more than um, say uh, you know an energy efficient building. Mm-hmm. So it has ten principles, uh, and it's everything from you know zero net energy to zero waste. Uh, but also incorporates things like health and happiness and equity and fair trade. Mm-hmm. Um, we've taken it really uh, beyond that. And I don't know, uh, it, it's kind of, we're kind of joking around with a, a new concept name. I don't know if you're, you're watching this, this TV show, Succession. I'm, I'm, I've heard of it. But yeah, no, so it, it's kind of this, this whole offtake on the Murdoch family. And uh, their new concept is called uh, Living Plus. Okay. And so we, our company, uh, the home building company is called Somo Living. So now we're thinking, hey, maybe we call it Somo Living Plus. Sure. And the plus is they're trying to like promise this this uh, longer lifespan. You, you move into their community uh-huh. and you live longer. Uh-huh. And although that in this case is kind of, it doesn't seem to be really true. In, in Somo's case, I think we actually... We, we are striving for that. So right. uh, how we're doing that is we're, we're creating what we call an agrihood. And an agrihood is, is basically a community based around agriculture. Okay. So we have a 25-acre uh, commercial farm that we're creating. So on that farm, we'll, we'll obviously we'll have uh, vegetables, we'll, but we'll have fruit trees, we'll have nut trees, we'll have grains. And... You know, there's a Harvard study that, that talked about what are the, the keys to longevity, and, and that's number one. Number one is is having that healthy diet. So foods that are, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables, fruits that are high in omega-3s. Right. Um, and so we're going to create all of that and have it basically right there. So, you know, our corner grocery store will, will be a, a, a farm stand. 
And so an automated farm stand, 24 hours a day, you feel hungry, you want to have a, a juice or a, a you know, nice uh, meal, you go down to the farm stand, you pick out what you want, and you'll be able to have a nice meal. That's incredible. Uh, why did I know about that? So uh, we're, this is, we're just kind of kicking I'm this sorry, off. As you're talking, I'm like going through all my notes <laughs> and like school. I'm like, I did not pick that up. Where yeah. is that? Like, did you know about this? Like, yeah, that's a really cool it's, project. Well, so. thank you. It's kind of interesting because we've always had this concept. But then we never really had this idea of the farm. Right. And then about two years ago, I thought the farm is, is everything. Like without the good food, you know, you, you can do a lot of things, but you're not really going to create the community that we had envisioned. And so we've created this farm called Headwaters Farm. Uh, interestingly enough, our property is the Headwaters for both the uh, Petaluma Basin uh-huh. and Laguna de Santa Rosa. Right, right. So we're right on the border. Yep. So we called it Headwaters Farm. And um, we're going to start out with 25 acres. And it will also, in addition to having all of these um, this fresh produce, we'll have a, a barn. And, um, you know, we envision things like having a pizza oven. So one of the things we're going to do is grow heritage wheat. So grow the wheat, you know, grind it into flour, and then make pizzas. <laughs> and oh, then, wow. and then invite, really cool. invite the community on, say, Fridays to have, you know, fresh pizza. We'll actually have fresh beer as well. We have a tap room that's right. coming, Old Kaz. I don't know if you know Old yep, Kaz, yep, but a yep, couple sure. great guys. And so, you know, having that, those meals uh, together and breaking bread and, and bringing that community together... Uh, and then the people can walk there, right? They don't have right. to drive. They can walk there. They can walk back. And so, um, yeah, even though we've had this idea, we never really had figured out the farm piece. And now, to me, the farm piece is really the biggest part of the community. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I can see that just, one, uh, I, I think it's really cool that that someone would take it. You know, again, like uh, most developers would come in and say 25 acres. I mean, I can slam a lot more homes in there. Right? <laughs> I mean, you look at like, most yeah. developments in Runner Park, for that matter. Yeah, I mean, University yeah. Well, I mean, look at that. So, so right. I mean, what a really cool decision to come in and do that. And why, like, uh, um, you know, I, the, the biggest thing Runner Park lacks too is sense of community. I mean, like, I think you're right. talk about like, yeah. I mean, poor central planning or lack of central planning that yeah. way. I mean, that's that's like, you know, you have A, B, C, D, you know, like you have all these. You couldn't have done a more job of like kind of separating everyone, right? Yeah. So this this, you know, I, I've uh, you know, I've heard that this is going to be a catalyst for the community there. Now I have a better understanding of like how that definitely could change and become more of a hub and a downtown because that's what they're that's what they're missing that way. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, uh, but but that is absolutely. Absolutely, I'm really looking forward to uh, to watching that come about that way. That's well, thank you. That, that's real. I mean, what a what a yeah. great idea that way. An incredible so, project. That I mean, there's a lot of the five minute village and fifteen minute village. I think are very topical <laughs> now. Yeah, you know, a, a project from inception. I mean, fifteen years ago that includes all that is. Uh, like you said, so ahead of the it's yeah, time. way way ahead of the time. Yeah. I mean, I've heard about the twenty minute village, the fifteen minute village. Now we have the five minute. <laughs> <laughs> like so, yeah. What a, I mean, what a really cool concept that way. So yeah, let's dive into it a little bit more. Do you want to jump into the the co working stuff that way, or yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about sure. that? So. Um, so, uh, so uh, you mentioned that you currently are 65% at occupancy. Is that right? Or did I get my numbers? Yeah, right? no, okay. we opened it in October. Okay. Um, 
you know, we had a, a space that we, we, we looked at a couple of spaces. I had actually done something similar uh, 15 years ago, and uh, that, that space actually ended up turning into a school. Uh-huh. So we learned, you know, um, the things that people want and the things that people don't want. And we found that what people want, for the most part, is they want an individual office where they could come in, they could shut the door, they could have some privacy, but then also have nice common areas. So beautiful kitchen, nice outdoor deck, uh, and, and again, kind of with the, the we have uh, several themes in there, uh, which are, are all part of the community. Uh, one is art. So we have a lot of uh, beautiful art on the walls. We have art, public art around the uh, community. Um, some of that art is actually made out of uh, waste. So in this particular product project, we had to do some demolition. So we took some of that, um, the steel studs and, and some of the waste materials, and we created some uh, beautiful really? quail. Huh. So we have 12-foot tall quail made out of basically uh, waste products. That's pretty uh, cool. So another one is aesthetic. So we wanted to have a really nice aesthetic. We actually get a lot of compliments. Mm-hmm. Um, someone uh, the other day, we, we brought in some uh, yoga practitioners, and um, and they were, like, blown away. They're like, oh, man, this is something that you would maybe see in San Francisco. Right, right. So kind of that really, um, you know, class AA plus uh, aesthetic uh, and then health and happiness. So we have things like we have a meditation room. Uh, we have an exercise room. We have a massage room where people can come in and get, you know, massage treatments or acupuncture or, or Reiki. Um, and so we're truly trying to differentiate ourselves around kind of that, that uh, health, healthy lifestyle. So like we want to do in the whole community, we're doing that with the uh, the co-working space as well. So we have about 70 uh, individual offices. And we're, like, like you mentioned, we're about 65% full. We actually thought it would take us a year to get to 50%. And so we're, you know, uh, at 65% in, in a little over like seven or eight months. So we're very, very happy uh, with the results. And... Um, yeah, we think it's the the, the uh, you know the the best co-working uh, facility really uh, north of San Francisco. Right. I mean, just from the, the wellness aspect of it, I don't I, I haven't heard of any other co-work spaces that incorporate that, and that increases productivity, happiness. I mean, so many aspects right. of, of someone's life in yeah. their work setting. Yeah, I think a couple of them are copying us. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. It's interesting. We. We saw their market and we're like, huh, I wonder where they got those ideas. Right. <laughs> well, I think that's going to happen quite a bit from what you're, what you're describing. I think you're going to see yeah, that. that's, be a you lot. know, the greatest, the, the greatest right. flattery, right, is, is uh, imitation. So. Right. Didn't you, when I toured it, it was just, I think, getting close to being open. And you mentioned you looked at like 30 or 40 different co-work spaces trying to we get did. amazing ideas from everyone. Yeah, a lot of San Francisco, Marin, uh, L.A., uh, Bend, Oregon, Portland, Oregon. So we really did our homework and uh, tried to pick the, the best of, of each spot. Like each one would have something that we really liked, and we tried to like take those those best of class and incorporate it into our space. Sure. And uh, I think you also mentioned you have outdoor parking for bicycles so if people want to ride their bike there or you had lockers of some sort that people could bring yeah we have indoor and outdoor mm-hmm. um i actually 
<clears throat> was in um, Amsterdam uh, a couple of months ago uh, for spring break with my kids. And I don't know if you've been to Amsterdam. You've probably been to Amsterdam, yep. right? And the bike parking there is insane. Right, right. Where you go to the train station or you actually, I actually uh, was in the north part of, of Amsterdam. And it's kind of a, it's an old section. All, the whole city is, you know, 700 years old. But uh, being redeveloped, the, the north part of, of the town and each uh, apartment building or even the residents, they all had this really uh, distinct bar- uh, bike parking. Uh-huh. So we want to make it easy. We want to make it safe for people and, uh, you know, have indoor parking, have indoor, you know, storage facilities um, and, uh, and, and, and make that five-minute lifestyle not like oh it's a burden it's something super that, easy yeah just... super easy super seamless and 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 try and create uh, that lifestyle for people that's that's really that's really cool uh, I, I'm assuming that's the type of people you're filling up quickly uh, especially mm-hmm. in I mean I don't really know much about the co-working space but uh, the commercial sector is certainly bumping around a little bit so we so, yeah. for, so for filling up now is 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 really incredible what type of People are interested in what, what 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 type of people are you attracting that way? You know, it's interesting. I was actually uh, touring a friend through there yesterday, and you know, Sonoma County is probably not the most diverse place in mm-hmm. the in the world, but uh, we have a really diverse uh, group of people in there. So we have everything from nonprofits. Um, we have a group of of uh, uh, local uh, Polo Native American people that are. Uh, that have a, a really great uh, nonprofit. We have um, real estate people. We have uh, technology companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a company that actually takes waste plastic and turns it into fuel, into gasoline, wow. into diesel. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, we have another company that takes uh, salt water, or, uh, contaminated water, and, and turns it into drinking water. Um, we have, uh, you know, we have different um, uh, therapists and, and coaches. Uh, so really, a, a really diverse uh, group of people. So, um, yeah, and it, it's, it's interesting because we're, we're attracting a lot of people from San Francisco and even Silicon Valley. And again, they come here. And 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 uh, you know, their expectations aren't necessarily very high, uh-huh. and then they come in and they go, "Oh my gosh, we didn't think this existed in in right. uh, Roner Park or Sonoma County." And well, so it didn't. The, yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 it didn't, <laughs> yeah. right? And that was kind of the idea: is, is right. you know provides people that aesthetic that they would be, used to be uh, seeing in, in New York or L.A. or San Francisco, right? So kind of let's jump back over to the housing side. So are these people that are currently there, are, are they signing up for getting on the housing list, like wanting to live there as well? How, how yeah, is that? How it's is a great that? question. So we've had, you know, uh, a list for years. <laughs> we've uh-huh. been talking about this housing maybe way too long, uh, probably um, over-promising and, and under-delivering in a lot of ways. But um, we, we've had a list of, of, of you know, over 3,000 people. Wow. Um, but, you know, we're just now to the point where we're going to be able to get our white paper uh, from the state of California where we could actually take deposits. So that's just finishing up now. I see. Okay. So um, 
the kind of the grand opening ribbon cutting will probably be around August and then we'll actually be able to take uh, reservations. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I would, I would anticipate that probably a lot of people within the co-work space would certainly want to live close by and vice versa that would, would want to live in the housing aspect would want to be part of the co-work space. Right. Yeah, we think so. And then companies, you know, we have other companies like Traditional Medicinal Teas, uh, Morton Bassett Spices, and uh, and actually probably the biggest draw, I think, will be Credo High School. Uh, a lot of these people that go to Credo High School, I don't know if you know anything about Credo High School, mm-hmm. but it's, it's, it's a terrific school, always ranked one of the top yeah, in Sonoma is. County. Yep. And people move their families. There's been people that have moved from New Jersey to have their kids go to Credo High School. Oh, really? Okay. So um, I think... You know, Credo High School, we would love to have an elementary school. Uh-huh. Uh, we're actually putting in a daycare. So think about it. You can live there. You can t- walk your kids to daycare. You can walk them to elementary school. You can walk or they can walk themselves uh, to high school. And, you know, again, never have to, you know, you, you look now uh, and, and most people are driven to school. Right. 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 How nice would it be if you could just walk to school? Right. And a lot of people get to do that because they have a neighborhood school, but um, a lot of people don't, right? Because they they either don't don't like their neighborhood school or they don't live close to their neighborhood school and they have to drive. So um, we think that that could be a real big, um, you know, demand for the housing is people that that are parents of the. of the kids that go to the schools there. Right, right. Yeah, talking about Credo a little bit, I believe, like, now Credo's hiring, like, sports program. I mean, coaches and getting some sports program programs yeah. in place that yeah. way. Uh, I, I, I'm a big uh, – uh, I love basketball. So I've, I've played and coached basketball for years. And, okay. And uh, I've coached uh, quite a few kids that now are at Credo. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, and uh, I believe you've hired a, a pretty – well respectable coach that that uh, that has been doing a pretty good job locally oh, cool. that way so yeah like I uh, uh, I hear more and more about credo from the kids that I'm around that way so oh, nice so yeah that's good that's good that way so yeah and we haven't really even talked about that if someone needs to get farther away the smart train is I mean borderline walking distance it's no absolutely rideable. it's about a mile away um, half mile to the closest part of, of the project but actually um, I walk a lot in the morning, so I see all the kids. And a lot of kids come from Petaluma. Uh-huh. They come from Nevada. They take the train, and then they, they walk to school. Uh, and then other kids will come from Santa Rosa or Windsor. Uh, actually, my son uh, used to take the train. He was living in Windsor with his mom for a while. And he'd take the train and and, uh, and then walk to school. So like to see more of that, right. for sure. Right. Um, but it's certainly an option. That's great. Sure. That's great. Do you want to talk a little bit about, obviously, the, the green energy and sustainability? I know you have, I mean, tons of solar panels, zero, net electric. Right. Um, jump into that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. So that was one of the first things we did. You know, how can you how can you create this sustainable community? What are the things that we could do? So we actually have, uh, um, I guess we, we measured 11 and a half acres of solar panels. I think it's around 12,000 solar Holy panels. Cow. So uh, yeah, all of our roofs are covered uh, with solar panels. Uh, we actually have a battery backup as well. Um, and the great thing is actually, as you guys know, in the state of California with Title 24, basically every house has to be solar powered. Right. Uh, 
every house has to be very energy efficient. Mm -hmm. So yeah, again, 15, 18 years ago, that wasn't the norm, but luckily that is the norm now. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll do that and more. Uh, we use a lot of uh, reclaimed products, whether it's you know, uh, wood from Heritage Salvage here in Petaluma. We've actually made a lot of our own furniture out of, of wood like that. Uh, we've actually made furniture out of things like we had some um, some redwood trees. They they got it. Um, oh really? They got a disease, and we had to cut them down. So we made a bunch of furniture. Actually, a guy at Credo High School, uh, I think, it's a wood shop. Oh, that's really teacher. cool. He made a that's bunch really cool. of benches. So now we put benches. Uh, in shady areas and around our public art so people can come and sit. And every time I see somebody sitting on one of those benches, it really, you know, warms my heart. It's like, great, that's right. that was the intention. Right. Um, so we try and source, uh, you know, reclaimed uh, materials, materials that don't off-gas, that, that um, you know, low VOC and, and things like that. So when we look at sustainability, it's certainly about energy efficiency but it's really about, you know, more than that, uh, providing things that are that are healthy, that, um, you know, come from uh, great sources. We, we actually, we have um, what looks like a wood product, but it's actually made out of bamboo. Uh, so there's a lot of materials now that you could use that are easily sourced that um, are a lot better than, than I think, the, the, the products that have been used over the last 50 years. That's cool. I know it's so easy for a developer now to, to you know, be green and, and throw up a, a few solar panels and a, a gray water system, but you've certainly gone well beyond that. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, it's a really, really cool project. Yeah. So At what, I'm assuming there's a, a total surplus of, of uh, solar energy. Are you able to power any of the homes off that in the future? I'm assuming. No, the homes have. will have their own solar panels. Um, uh, yeah, we... It depends on the season. So in the winter, we're buying power, um, especially this winter when it rained a lot. Sure. Uh, but in the summer, we're, we're generating excess power. Overall, we actually still are a net purchaser of, of uh, power from PG&E, unfortunately. Um, we have a couple of, of, of big users, but um, uh, you know, we, we would, uh, we're still looking. We'll, we'll actually probably invest in some more batteries um, to kind of sh load shift and things like that. Um, and we're always looking for new technologies and new things to implement in, in that regard. Cool. Yeah. Uh, are there any uh, new or big events that are coming up if people want to come check it out? That Sure. Um, yeah, we, I think we have around 20 different events this summer. We have, um, we have some concerts. We have, you know, uh, rock concerts. We have reggae concerts. We have... Uh, Latinx uh, shows, um, country shows. We have quite a wide variety. Um, we have a, a, cre a Creole, uh, a crayfish and Creole festival actually this Saturday. Oh yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, so. And so probably the best way for people to figure out all the events is go to sumovillage.com on the, on the events section yeah. and look there and they exactly. can see what's going on. And yeah, there's a lot of cool events that, you know, uh, that are there. There's some great concerts over there and stuff like that. Yeah, and hopefully so. I'll get you guys at the bike ride. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would be, <laughs> it's September. Uh, that would be uh, uh, really good. We actually just went to the Generation Housing Summit. Oh, you did? Gosh, probably. Or maybe a month or two ago now. Yeah. It's summer. Yeah. 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 Really yeah I was out of town. I, I didn't make that, but 
yeah, it was uh, just a huge need for housing in Sonoma County and, and right. the North Bay. Yeah, and it's not, it's not you know, going away. It's, it's a no. chronic problem and really needs to be addressed. Yes, it's yeah. going to take a long time to address it. On that note, um, you know, I think it's so important that uh, communities and municipalities work with local developers uh, because they get really cool projects like this. And I, this is something that we, like, hit on all the time. Don't get started on that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Yeah, yeah. And, and just, like, I mean, look at this project. Look how incredible it is. And, and, and uh, you know, I don't want to like throw out like national builder names there, but but like I mean, you can have someone come in here and just kind of slam in a project that that you can find in any community, right? Yeah. And here's something that's totally unique. So like for for those listening, um, again, when you have a local like uh, developer with a project, listen to what they have to say because often, I mean, it's always a superior project over the national builders. But this one is by far. I mean, I, this is the model for the future. Like that's well, really what you. this is. So um, it's that. very cool and and uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've been watching it, but uh, I'll certainly keep a closer eye on it um, that way. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, just a, a, what a really cool uh, uh, project. And for you to have the, the foresight to see where things need to go that way um, is just, it's just really cool. Is there anything else that you would like people to know about anything coming down the road or the project that way? Any, anything that we haven't covered that way? Sure. I mean, one of the things that... You know, my, my wife is obsessed with these blue zones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so we thought, how, how can we create a, a blue zone in Soma Village? And so we've been, you know, and it's funny, right? There's There's been different people preaching, you know, kind of utopian uh, communities for years. Right, right. Yeah, Thomas Lake Harris up in Fountain Grove. And right. I'm actually going to a place in uh, Mexico on Saturday called Rancho La Puerta. Um, and the, the founder of Rancho La Puerta, his idea was, hey, if everybody ate grapes every day, then they would be, live for <laughs> forever, right? Uh-huh. So luckily now there's a lot of science around what, you know. You have to do a lot of grapes. <laughs> you know, <a> lot of <laughs> gallons. Probably, and, yeah. probably not going to do it. <laughs> but, you know, having a, a, uh, a tight-knit community, right? I think you brought this up right, earlier. Right. Where people feel safe, they feel like, People have their backs, like they're, they're in a place that, that, that they feel comfortable with, where they trust their neighbors, where they know their neighbors. Yes. They feel they're part of something, right? right? Right. That's probably the most important thing. But also things like good food, right? Good, fresh food, high in nutrients. You know, one of the things, you know, you think, oh, I'm going to go start a farm, right? Mm-hmm. Sounds easy. But the key to a farm, especially a farm that you want to last for 100 years or more, is good soil. Um, and good soil doesn't necessarily come naturally. In our case, we have to build our soil. So mm-hmm. we've been building our soil for five years, right. which is not the most exciting thing. Right. You just, well, a lot of adobe over there, right? A lot of adobe, yeah. right? So we've yeah. been planting cover crops and then cutting the cover crops and letting the, the grass uh, you know, sink back into the earth and, uh-huh. and uh, bringing in compost and things like that. So it, it's like people are like, well, what's going on with the farm? Well, <laughs> we're doing this very slow process right. of building the soil. Right. But to, you know, you know, and what that does is when you build that soil, you know, that soil's absorbing carbon, right? Right, right. Like, yeah. how, how are we going to get rid of all the CO2? Well, mm-hmm. one of the ways is, is to build your, your carbon content of your soil. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also that's going to lead directly to how healthy the plants are, right? right. And how much nutritional value. So we want to not only grow uh, fruits and vegetables and different produce, 
but we want that produce to be really high in, in, in uh, nutritional content. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, having that easily accessed, uh, high nutrition value food, uh, providing exercise uh, options for people. So, uh, actually, we even now we have yoga classes, we have Pilates classes, we have uh, fitness classes, we have, um, you know, we actually built uh, over two miles of, of the smart path. So, bike and pedestrian path, multi purpose mm-hmm. path. So make it easy for people to walk, people that ride their bike. It's actually, Summer Village is a great place to ride your bike from. Mm-hmm. So you could go, if you want to ride the flats, you could go out west. You could mm-hmm. go out towards, you know, Tamales in that way. If you want to go up Sonoma Mountain and, and keep going and, and ride the mountains, you could do that. Mm-hmm. So um, we're creating a, a fitness center that's actually uh, going to be kind of that same aesthetic as the co-working. Really nice and kind of combination of functional fitness, but also kind of a, a spa feel. So we'll have uh, uh, cold plunges, which are very becoming, popular. Right, right. And, and, and have shown great results. Yes, right, right. right. Um, and then, uh, you know, a sauna as well. So uh-huh. you get the hot and the cold and, and uh, massages. And so work out and, and then uh, recover. So, um, you know, that is really... A kind of it's not like a a, a big turn, but it's a, it's a bit of a tweak. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I think we all want to live healthier, happier, longer lives, right? Or at least most people do. Mm-hmm. And so, how do you do that? So again, we want to create uh, an environment, a community that fosters that, mm-hmm. right? And so. We're really, that's really, is maybe 15 years ago, the focus was on sustainability. And I think in a lot of ways, kind of in California, <clears throat> the marketplace has caught up to where, you know, we wanted to be 15 years ago. Right. But on this, this idea of longevity and this fulfilled, healthy lifestyle, um, that really hasn't been done, you know, great um, and we think we have an opportunity to do that. Yeah, that's that sounds like it. Sounds like you're right on target with what you've described. Well, so, thank you. Um, yeah, again, incredible project. If anyone wants to learn more about it, somavillage.com. Yes, please. Cool. Yep. And then, is uh, in order to go to the co work space, can they is there any place they can go in person to learn more about it, or best place still be uh, reach out online? Yeah, I think Cowork has its own website, um, Soma Cowork, okay. I believe. And then, um, but yeah, you can just drop in as well. Okay. Uh, cool. f- 1500 Valley House Drive. So okay. uh, we get a lot of, we get kind of half and half. A lot of people find us online and a lot of people just come and stop by. Sure. Cool. Well, Brad, thank you for joining us. That was awesome. We well, Thank you, Isaiah. An incredible project. And um, I, I think a lot of people are, are going, are very excited to see it come to the terms cool well thanks for inviting me yeah yeah thank you very much yeah just just to piggyback off that uh, i'm blown away about the vision and uh the the farm like as you were talking through (laughs) it it, i just kept popping back in my head about what a cool project that is and i mean talk about promoting community everything you can do that way um maybe maybe we have to come back on and talk about that more specifically as it comes to fruition in the future that way just because i just think that's such a cool project that way i'm really really impressed yeah i was the same way i was like why why didn't i think of this farm thing 
earlier. <laughs> like, because yeah, it's really the most important part. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, you know? I totally can see what you're saying. There's so much you can do with it. Uh, I mean, just it's absolutely incredible. So, uh, again, that's probably a, a good future conversation right there. Cool. So, on that note, uh, if uh, if you've enjoyed this conversation, which uh, which hopefully you have, please hit like and subscribe so you can see more uh, future content in the future. And, and Brad, again, thank you very much for thank joining you. us today. Isaiah, thank you uh, as right. always. Uh, I'm Sean Payne, owner and founder of Live Explore, and uh, we are out. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the Live Explore podcast. If you like what you hear, please hit like and subscribe.